Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. I'm Libby Rothschild, creator of Dietitian Boss. After almost four years of sitting in my dimly lit, windowless clinical office, I had enough. I wanted to feel like my work mattered, so I did something about it. I created a program that empowers dietitians and nutritionists to create their own private practice from scratch and emboldens already established practitioners to think bigger. My method provides a step-by-step process to improve how you market yourself on social media so your presence can become far more profitable and help more people. Thrilled to be here today with Devika Sharma, who's a registered dietitian who currently holds a position as a renal dietitian in an outpatient hemodialysis unit. She is the face behind at Nutrition by Devika and the founder of One More Bite Nutrition, a nutrition consulting company specializing in portion control methods and an all foods fit approach for weight management. With close to a decade of work experience, She has been working with people to understand the importance of balanced eating. This has made her an aspiring health coach in the industry as she continues to support sustainable weight goals while enjoying a variety of foods that accommodate different lifestyles. She is also the co-author of the book, The Healthy Indian, a cookbook designed to enjoy classic Indian meals while meeting nutrition goals. She received her first BSc uh, major biology from Simon Fraser University and her second BSc major in dietetics from the University of British Columbia. Welcome back to the show. Super excited to have you here today, Deb. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited too. <laughs> Thrilled. So, so lots of new updates since, since last time, which I believe was in 2020, like early 2020 when you were on the podcast. That's right. That's right. Yep. And so if you were to say, uh, I'm going to ask you a series, you know, a series <laughs> of questions more specifically, but if you were to describe the difference between last time and now, which is about a year ago, or from 2020 to now the beginning of 2021, how would you describe the change or the difference succinctly? The work opportunities, (laughs) that has definitely changed over the last year. The volume as well as just the projects that I've been working on big portion, I think came with, you know, I took your group program. So the dietitian program. And so it just, things started to come together when I took that program and after. So that has been a major game changer over the year for me. You've done incredible work. I'm happy to hear that. I absolutely love seeing the transformation. I know that we have been connected on Instagram for a few years and to see you as a natural photographer, and then really kind of hone in on the messaging and get these opportunities is going to be so exciting for the listeners to hear. I know they're just going to be thrilled to hear your story. So I guess let's just get started with the new big news that I'm thrilled to have you share about. Can you talk about the cookbook? And I know you said the first thing is opportunities. So how did you get this opportunity? Walk us through um, your story. Yeah. So what happened was last summer, I want to say about July, I received an email from a publisher who was very interested in working with me. They appreciated the 10 year, almost 10 year experience as a registered dietitian, the people that I work with, and as well, my content on my social media. That's how they found me was through Instagram. 
And so they had a topic in mind and they just felt like I would really fit whatever they were looking for. So they offered me an opportunity, which was to create this cookbook. And I sat on it for a little bit and I thought about it. And the cookbook itself, and I could just mention it now, I guess it's it's macronutrients for weight loss. So it's, a, it's just a beginner level cookbook to help people kind of get through what they need to get through without having to overcomplicate uh, macronutrients. So the title is Macro Cookbook for Beginners. And so when they had offered me this opportunity, I started to do a little research. And what I was looking at, or looking for rather, is how many books are there available to the population that are written by a registered dietitian on macronutrients? And I didn't really find many that were available as a book. And so when I started to think a little bit about who I was and what we did in our undergrad, I kind of felt like, you know what, this is an educational piece. I calculate macros in my clinical setting all the time for TPN, tube feeds. I mean, this is not out of my norm. And I just kind of felt like, you know, this fits with my brand. It gives me an opportunity to talk about portion control and all foods fit approach. And just to educate people that you don't have to be on these extreme diets to hit your weight goals. So with that, I kind of went back at them and I was like, okay, I'll do this. I feel like it fits. Beautiful. And also I love that you walk us through the fact that you're representing for dietitians. You're talking about something that needs to be represented, right? But yeah. more importantly, or again, I'm biased here, but I like the angle that they found you, right? And they reached out to you and they discovered you. And then you agreed that it was an aligned fit, which is a, a really big accomplishment that I know a lot of the listeners want to, they aspire to get to the place where they're hearing from opportunities like publishers and they want to create their body of work. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that they actually, you know, told me we see the the experience that you have, we see your credentials, why not get it from someone who is well versed in the area to create this book for us and make it come alive. And so I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And do you know why they were attracted to you, Deb, over some other nutritionist that does macronutrients? You know, to tell you the truth, I think it is Social media for me is my resume. It's a resume for all of us. When people go looking to see who they're looking for, what they're looking for, they're going to take a look. And they looked at my posts, my content. I was showing up in my feeds a bit more. So they took all of that into consideration before they approached me. I kind of have a fun vibe <laughs> on my account. I play, you know, puns on foods and I just do a lot of different things. And so I feel like that to them is what they wanted because they want the book to have more of a fun, but relatable vibe to it. I love it. So what I'm hearing is that you're naturally yourself, who you are representing what you love. And because of that, you're being yourself and an aligned opportunity presented itself. A hundred percent. Yep. That's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and also showing your face more, right? Maybe. Oh yes. And that. That's still something I'm working on, but definitely showing my face more. It, it's, it's been an important piece. Yeah. And, and you're weaving in the food puns and your, your fun, I would definitely say fun attitude, uh, easygoing, relatable kind of vibe with pictures of yourself and food puns, which is marketable and interesting for them to want you to represent the cookbook because you, that's relatable for a lot of the, the market that perhaps they want to market to as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So. Cool. Love it. And all right. So really exciting as far as the cookbook and uh, it's, it's a huge achievement and even more important that it's aligned, right? Because getting work that you love doing and getting it to come to you is the goal, 
right? So this is a huge, huge milestone. And I want to make sure that that's celebrated and recognized that, that you did that. And, and, you, and I love that you're saying social media is your resume. What do you wish that you knew earlier to help you get discovered for the cookbook? If you were to say, I mean, I know it, it happened and that's great, but if you were to, you know, we all want to expedite every process, right? Yeah. You know, I've been in the social media game for a couple of years now, right? And every time I felt like, you know, the content I was putting out there, it, it was great. Like I was really happy with it. I wasn't really seeing the results that I wanted to see, whether that be, you know, the insights or the growth, the opportunities that were coming. A big part of what I had to do was really figure out who my population is, who is my target audience, what, what problem am I trying to solve? That was a really big piece that I had to work on to get those opportunities. And a lot of that came from the group program, the dietitian boss group program, and just hearing what other dietitians were doing and what they were saying and bouncing off ideas, you know, just trying to figure it out. It took me months, but it's finally come together. And I, and I think for me, and just having that support, like we all need support in some way. And for me, it's like, I, I just needed someone to sort of guide me. Tell me what, tell me, where am I, where are my gaps? What do I need to, to fix? And that's a big piece. That was a big part. I think is just really trying to figure out what problem am I solving? Yeah. I, I love the reflection. And I think that's helpful for the listeners uh, for somebody who also knows that I feel intuitively, a lot of us know that, but we still fight it and resist it, right. That we need to solve a problem and work through it. Do you have any advice or recommendations for any of the listeners who are either struggling or they, they, they're not even there yet? They're like, wait, I have to solve a problem? You know, the first thing I would say is just even if you don't just get started, put your face out there, get your name out there. I think I've changed my handle how many times I've changed the things that I my content how many times like I've changed so much it just always is evolving, right? To meet sort of get more and more specific to meet the needs. So I think the biggest part is have something that you want to talk about that you're passionate about some kind of problem, if you will, you need a topic, just get started, and then really start to figure out who is your target audience. And I'd spend the time doing it, look at other, you know, handles or other accounts, that are doing something similar and, and how you can spin that sort of sort of, so it's your own, but not a copy, but it's your own. I think for that was the biggest part is just getting started. Once you're getting started, just be consistent with what you're doing that I don't really like, I don't think there's over posting something. And I know that not posting enough is not a good thing. So for me, that was something I had to work on as well. So being consistent, posting and showing your face. Those are three things I feel like you know, we may know it, but we don't put it into action. And I feel like just doing that will help. And the other part is just getting comfortable, right? It took me some time to get comfortable in front of the camera and do reels and like Instagram, you know, stories and all that. So I feel like even if you don't know, and you're just getting out there and, and showing who you are, I feel like that really does help. Love it. And what I love also about your reflection is how you're giving yourself space and permission to evolve, right? You're saying you changed your handle a few times, you've evolved your content a few times. And that's part of it. And I know for a lot of those, the listeners, it can feel scary. Mm -hmm. right? And I, the most successful dietitian bosses, myself included, have evolved our content over time to meet the specific needs and demands of the market. So I think that there's a misconception that you can't or shouldn't evolve your content. But I think that's a myth. And I think that you embracing that is beautiful. It's being open and receptive to what the market wants so that you can, in fact, get those opportunities. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. It's not at all just one, one go. It's never going to be just perfect. It's not how it works. It's like writing a cookbook, right? You got to go back to it so many times before you figure out what you, what you like. So, yeah. Love it. And those are super practical, helpful reflections and tips for the listeners. So I know this is going to be a valuable episode. I want to take a moment and talk about private practice as an idea and a concept, which is still something new, right? For dietitians, running a private practice, like you said earlier, getting started, evolving in your private practice, understanding the different streams of revenue that private practice doesn't just mean one thing, right? So yeah, can you talk about what that means to you? What what is uh, running it, starting it, uh, having it on the side mean, mean to your body of work? If I could put two words to describe that, the first one would be autonomy, and then the second would be creativity. So, given that I work full time, you know the population that I see is very similar. And I feel like with private practice, it just gives me that freedom to pick and choose what I want to do when I want to do it. And it just gives me that opportunity to use all my skills and my knowledge that I've learned in my undergrad and put it into practice. I am my own boss. I can do what I want to do, take on clients as I can. And I feel like, I mean, if I had the opportunity to go full time with it, I I would. There's just a few things like I'm taking care of right now, but it just gives you the opportunity to be you just do what you want to do. And I think for me, it just adds fun. It adds fun to what I do. It's adding something that I want to do and I can do and I'm passionate about. And I feel like you don't get that always under someone else's you know, rules and regulations. Totally. Absolutely. And I, I really uh, enjoy that you've used the word fun a few times because it's clearly a thread, like a value of yours. Yeah. And what I've heard just to reflect back is that your content, it's important that it showcases a fun element, which represents you. And because of that's helped you get an aligned opportunity. And then number two, fun is a representation of private practice so that you can have that autonomy. So not only is it is fun baked into your content to help you uniquely differentiate yourself, but it's also part of a business model that is private practice that you can really yeah. just um, enjoy and, and again, feel aligned. So I, I love that that's a thread in your, in your dialogue and your narrative today. That's exactly how I would describe it. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll talk a moment about uh, private practice and, and, and how you make money. So mm-hmm. a lot of people think private practice means you just take clients one-on-one and you, and you stack clients all day, which isn't true. Private practice is receiving money and not working for a government organization. So, you know, having a cookbook, membership, courses, group program, all of that is part of mm-hmm. a private practice. So mm-hmm. you don't have to make money from one way in private practice. It, it just means, you know, you are your own boss as a dietitian earning right. revenue. So what to you is the most attractive? Cause I know you've done a few different things over the, the years. Do you have a preference as far as what you like doing to make money or is it just kind of a combination? It's a combination. I feel like it just keeps, I like variety. <laughs> I have something that's already kind of just stable. So I like having variety coaching the coaching programs that I do. I find are just very what's the word if I could use it I just feel good about them you know just knowing that I'm able to help someone achieve their goals and see that they struggle but we all struggle and just being able to coach them through certain things I feel like is just a big part so if I had to pick one in particular I would say my coaching programs but overall I would say I love the variety I wouldn't you know if I could do them all I would do them all when you say coaching because that can be vague I I know that 
are you not, you're now doing a group coaching model to help multiple people at one time. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So after, you know, to be honest, I don't have a strong background in business. Like I, I never have. But when I took the um, Dietitian Plus program, I learned a lot. I learned how to sort of set it up, get started, like learn from other dietitians in the group. And from there, I mean, I started off as a, a one-on-one coaching program. So I didn't actually do the one-off consults. I actually did write in, I just went into the one-on-one because I had already been doing like one, like just off consults on the side. Right. So I started just doing the one-on-one coaching program. Once I felt comfortable, that's when I started to offer the group programs. So my group programs have been running um, since July last year. So I do one a month. I have anywhere from like five to 10 women in the group. Yeah. So it's been good. I did not run one or I haven't been running one recently just because with a cookbook, it just requires a whole lot of my time. And I want to be fair to the people who are in the group. So that's where I am with that. And that's, I'm still doing the one-on-one because people prefer to do one-on-one. So when they ask me, is that an option? Then I absolutely will offer it to them. A lot of variety. So what you're doing is choosing one-on-one for select people, running a group of five to 10 people when it fits your schedule and, or taking advantage of opportunities that are aligned while you still have a full-time gig. So you really got the flexibility to choose what you want. And the group program affords you the ability to serve more people because serving 10 people a month, in addition to your full-time gig is a lot versus a group. So do you enjoy having that ability? Because it sounds to me like 10 people, if you were to do all of them one-on-one in addition to your your, um, full-time would be really challenging. It is. I was able to pull that off last year when I had vacation. So when I had vacation from my other job, I was able to just to put it together and it was fine and it was great. So I mean that in that sense, but now that I know what my workload is like, I, you know, my more recent ones haven't been that big and that's by choice because I want to be fair to them as well. Right. But given that if I were to do this full time, at least I know that I could get, you know, groups of 10 or, you know, less, but at least something to go. You can get whatever you want. You <laughs> get yeah, so, right? whatever price point, whatever opportunities. I love the story here about the variety. And for anybody listening who wants to build meaning and grow their, as you call it, resume, I love that social media profile while they have a full-time job or a part-time job and then create and hone in on side hustle. I just want to reiterate, you don't have to be a full-time private practitioner. So I love that you're representing, hey, I you know do a variety of things. You know, you do a cookbook, you yeah. do a group program, you've done private coaching, you have a full-time job, and you're able to make it work. And then you're also able to scale back. Like you said, you chose not to run a program so you could supplement it with another opportunity at your leisure because you have that autonomy. And, it, yeah. and that sounds, it might sound easy the way I'm describing it, but there is strategy involved in that. And so for oh. the listeners who are scared or timid to start a private practice as a side hustle and maybe even keep it as that, what tips or experiences would you say to, to, to share with the listeners who might envy that trajectory? If they're trying to take it as more of a side hustle, I started small. I try to figure out what I can do and what I can't do. Starting small is always easier than starting a lot at once and being overwhelmed. So I started small and then I figured out what worked for me, how much time I actually had without feeling burnt out. And then from there, I was able to sort of fit it in the way I wanted to fit it in. So that's the biggest part is just starting very small, I find, and just getting that piece going. That would be the biggest part that I would say when you're taking it as a side hustle. I mean, there's going to be challenges. There's, there are challenges, right? It's also just having that confidence and knowing that, hey, I'm going to get past it. I can do this. 
I felt like for myself, anyhow, that's how I kept the side piece going for so long. And I think that also, I don't know if you agree, Deb, but there's a lot of misconceptions that private practice part-time has to be 30 hours. It has to be back no. clients. Yeah. No. So a lot of people think, oh goodness, like to start that with a full-time job or even per diem and then any kind of life outside of that can feel daunting. So what mm-hmm. I love about this dialogue here is that you're saying you can choose to scale it up or down as you please. You can choose the amount of clients. You can manage the group as you want and give good uh, you know, service to your clients the way that feels comfortable for you. But it doesn't mean you're stacking privates all night after oh, yeah. a job. And I think that's what intimidates a lot of people is thinking that private practice ha- part-time has to look a certain way. Yeah, it definitely does not look like that for me all the time. No, <laughs> no, I, I need some breaks too. And that's a big piece for me, right? Just having to find the balance. I think for anyone really between Absolutely. work and play, so... Absolutely. And any tips on how you keep sane with that or what keeps you focused and motivated? I know you like to work out. I know you love to cook. Anything? You know, I'm probably overstretching myself right now just a little bit. Uh, It's a give and take situation. But with the book coming out, I've had to just do more. And that's okay because I, you know, it's fine. But I just set times as to what I want to do and when I want to do things. So for example, if I'm going to create social media content, I will do it at this part of my week. Or if I want to take on certain clients, like I only have certain slots available for them. And then I just figure out ways where I can still be me, do me, take care of myself. And that whether that be going for a walk, because a lot of the gyms, I love spinning and spinning's closed. So, you know, walking for me has been a big thing or at home workouts, trying to get, you know, even if it's 20 minutes, but just something. I love it. I love the, the emphasis on balance and movement and then the adaptability to, hey, what I love to do. I know you love spinning because you put in your stories, right? Yeah. What you love to do is limited. So you found a B plan to still supplement that with something that you can just as good as, good as we can do right now. So great job role modeling for the <laughs> listeners. And just to wrap up, unless you have any final thoughts, congratulations on getting the cookbook. It looks beautiful. I'm so excited for you. It's a huge thank you, thank you. to be able to create that. It's, and like uh, everything looks good. I love that it's aligned. Um, so I just want to make sure you're being recognized uh, for achieving that. It's, it's really a huge accomplishment. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. And I do want to say thank you to you, particularly Libby, because I feel like we've gone through a lot together in the sense, you know, we started way back when, but you've kind of always been there for all of my big, big uh, achievements, if you will. Right. And so I think that just the group program, I I do highly recommend it to everyone. Cause I mean, coming from a no like business, anything, I feel like that, that group program really helped me. Well, I I appreciate that Dev. And I'm, I'm really happy that we're able to be there uh, for each other and to support one another. And it's such a powerful community. And I'm so glad we connected on Instagram and I'm so glad that you've also influenced and inspired your audience and, uh, you know, cookbook publishers alike. So on that note, if you could just remind everybody where to follow you and find you on social so they can let you know that they saw this episode and it inspired them. Absolutely. So they can find me on Instagram at nutrition by baby That's where I am. You can find me on Facebook. It's the same handle. Those are the two major social media avenues that I use. All right. Fantastic. If you are inspired by this episode, click subscribe so we can fill your library with encouragement each week. Every day, your potential clients are searching online for professionals like you with the hopes of finding the right person who can make a genuine impact on their well-being and life. Join my group coaching program and follow the Dietitian Boss Method. You will be surrounded by other amazing dietitian bosses from around the world who will be there to cheer you on, support you, give you feedback, 
and provide you a spark for new ideas, all while following the proven dietitian boss method. You will be able to share your successes and struggles with people who get it. Book a call with my team to learn how you can become your own boss. 